a very good morning to you and a very warm welcome to Crescent Church Online. Wherever you might be listening from, we're so glad that you could join with us. And our prayer as a church is that you'll be blessed by our service today. For anyone watching who's unfamiliar with the message of Christianity, we'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen in. And we trust that God's word will speak into your life in a personal way. Because even in times as uncertain and changeable as these, we believe that God's word is the unchanging word of truth with the power to impact and transform us from the inside out through the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're so grateful that even when we can't meet together physically, God has blessed us with technology that allows us to gather around his word in this way. So let's pray that his word will reach far and wide in these times and impact mightily on a world that's suffering and searching. As we begin, the Crescent Band have recorded Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. And the chorus of this song holds out the incredible truth of what Christ has accomplished for us on the cross. My chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Saviour, has ransomed me. So let's join and sing Amazing Grace together.
Let's turn now to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we want to thank you that even when everything in our world seems uncertain, even when the very foundations of our lives have been shaken to their core, you are still God. You are still the supreme and unchanging Lord over all, yesterday, today and forever the same. We thank you for your Son, the Lord Jesus, that he chose to come down from heaven and become human, that he experienced what it's like to be one of us, that he experienced what life in our world is like. And we thank you that Jesus understands what it's like to suffer. And we thank you most of all that he himself chose to suffer to bring us back to you so that each of us could call you our Father. We pray that as we turn to your word this morning, as Nick opens it to us, that we'll come to appreciate your son more and more, that we'll come away from this service impacted and changed that we'll cultivate a deeper and more personal devotion to you. Our Father, we pray for our world at this time, that you'll put your hand on this crisis that we're all living through, that seems so out of control. We pray, Lord, for your mercy and for your compassion. And we pray most of all, Lord, for all those all across the world who don't yet know you as their Father. We pray that they would see the amazing love and amazing grace found in your Son, the love that leads us out of darkness and into your wonderful light. And we pray, Lord, for our church family at this time. We pray for those who are older and vulnerable. We pray for all those who are suffering in various ways and grieving. And we pray for those who have lost loved ones in these days. We pray, our God, that you will draw near to them, that you will comfort And uphold them in the way that only you can. We pray Lord that you will make the sure and certain hope that you have poured into their hearts a living and present reality. That you will be everything they need in these days and ahead. We thank you that we can come to you and present our requests to you our Father. And we pray all these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As I said, we're grateful that technology can allow us to still keep meeting together as a church. And last week we announced five key services at Crescent, three on Sundays and one event every Thursday night, that help us to stay connected to one another and to God's Word. In addition to our Breaking of Bread service at 10am and our teaching service at 11, we're holding a live Sunday evening service which begins tonight at 7pm via Zoom. And part of this time will be a panel discussion. And this Thursday evening, the 28th, Luis and Anne-Laure Mostacero will join us at our Zoom prayer meeting, which will be focusing on overseas mission. So can I encourage you to join with us tonight and on Thursday, because it's so important that we stay in the habit of meeting together as a body of believers, even remotely, through these challenging weeks. It's now time for that part of the service that I'm sure lots of the kids look forward to, the kids' song. And this week we're going to sing Our God is a Great Big God. So gather them all around the screen and we'll sing together. And the mums and dads have no excuse for not doing the actions because some of our Sunday school kids have sent in videos of themselves performing the actions along with the song. So if they look really carefully, they might just see themselves coming up on screen. And after that, Neville McMullen, who is one of our church elders and is also a medical doctor, is going to share with us about some of the challenges that the current situation poses to our mental health. And he'll also be highlighting some points for prayer.
Hello, good morning. Some of you may be aware this is Mental Health Awareness Week. And with the coronavirus, uh, over the last couple of months, there's been a great increase in the number of people who are suffering uh, with increased levels of anxiety and stress and a deterioration in their mental health. Public Health England have put together a five-step plan to help people with their mental health and general well-being. And I'm going to share those with you today. Some very simple, practical things that we can do. First one is connect. You're not alone. One of the common themes that people who are struggling with their mental health is that they feel isolated. It's really important that you would share with somebody how you're feeling, that you would talk to a trusted colleague or a friend, a church member, and that really helps to um, lift the burden if you share with someone else. Second point is to be uh, active. Physical activity and exercise is really important. It's really important that we get outside and exercise, whether it's just going for a walk, a jog, um, a cycle. Getting the fresh air and the sun on your face has wonderful um, benefits to your mental health and well-being. Take notice. Take notice of what's going on and how your body's reacting to your circumstances. Sometimes we just have to stop and take a deep breath in and be still. There's a huge amount of information coming from the news, the media, online streams. And some of it is very uh, negative and can really cause an increase in anxiety. My suggestion would be to limit the amount of news that you're watching to maybe once a day. And just be careful of what you're streaming and watching on and looking at online. Um, that it doesn't adversely affect your mental health. Keep learning. It's a great opportunity for some to learn new skills. I know some have learned to ride the bike. I know others have learned to cook and to bake. It may be a chance to learn a new instrument, who knows? I know there's a number in our fellowship who have learned how to use Zoom. So there's 90 year olds who have now got new IT skills due to the coronavirus lockdown. The final point is to give. Give of your time, give of your talents. It may be something very simple like walking the, walking the dog. It may be collecting groceries for somebody and delivering them round to the house. Acts of kindness have shown to reduce stress levels, reduce blood pressure and increase well-being. Acts of kindness uh, are really important. I'm going to take a moment now just to pray for you if you are struggling with your mental health. I want to pray for you if you're caring for somebody who's struggling with their mental health. And I'm going to share a verse or two from Isaiah 26. And it says this. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to come before you in prayer. We thank you that you are the one constant in our lives in an ever-changing world. Father, we pray for those who are struggling with their mental health. We pray for those who are stressed and anxious, made worse by the recent coronavirus uh, lockdown. We pray that they would know your perfect peace, that they would experience real calm in their hearts as they turn to you, as they lean on you. Father, you are the everlasting rock and that 
firm foundation gives us great confidence to face the future. We pray for those who would uh, care for those with uh, mental illness and mental health. We pray, Father, that they would be sustained, that they would have wisdom and discernment, that they would also know your love and your grace at this time. Father, we just pray a blessing upon all those who are struggling um, in our church family at this time. We pray that you will draw near to them and that you will show them your perfect love and your perfect peace. Father, we ask all these things, giving thanks for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our next song is Great as Thy Faithfulness, a hymn written almost a hundred years ago that talks about the unchanging nature and character of God. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. And what an encouragement that is for us to remember that in whatever century, in whatever situation, our God remains faithful.
Jolene Bingham is now going to read to us from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 to 22, before Nicholas Greer brings the message to us from this passage. Our reading this morning is taken from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 to 22. Finally, all of you, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who disobeyed long ago while God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. It was only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolises baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities and powers in submission to him.